This is Allie May Ward, your host of the Naked Truth Podcast, and I finally have an episode coming out to you. This one's been long-awaited. This is exactly how I ended up with two broken arms three weeks ago, and it's the full story. I apologize it didn't come to you sooner, but tell you what, having two broken arms, learning how to navigate life, plus sleeping majority of the time so your body can heal, it just... It just kind of put this podcast episode on the back burner. So to all of you, and I mean hundreds of you who have asked me what happened, I'm sorry I didn't respond. I just wanted to wait to get it all on a podcast episode. Much easier for me. Then you get the full story, the full details, the good, the bad, the ugly, the vulnerable. You get it all. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And I'll, yeah, chat to you on the next one. Love you. Bye. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here with me on another episode of The Naked Truth. This episode has been a long time coming. I mean, actually, an episode in general has been a long time coming. So if you're here listening to this with me now, thank you. I know a lot of you have been waiting to hear what the fuck happened to me and how I ended up with two broken arms. So I want to get you filled in on that. I was going to do it on Instagram. Um, but I just kind of wanted to save it for an episode so I could make sure I kind of covered everything and then I'll, I'll sh- can share more on Instagram as we move forward. I really planned on getting this episode out earlier. Um, my accident happened uh, over two weeks ago on Sun. I guess it'll be three weeks tomorrow. I'm recording this podcast on a Thursday. You probably won't be hearing it until the Friday, which will be exactly three weeks since I broke both my arms. Um, And then I had the surgery on the following Sunday on both arms. So this coming Sunday will be three weeks since my surgery. Now, (laughs) it's been a fucking trip. And I just kind of want to start from the top and then, you know, lead you into, you know, where I was and who I was with and what the fuck I was doing. And then the experience through breaking my arms all and then all the way up until now um, and what it's like to be injured uh, dealing with you know not only just the injuries the trauma from it and then like learning to live my life a little bit differently how to manage my emotions um, and the frustrations that come with obviously not being able to do the things that I took so for granted before I had no arms which was everything (laughs) you know breaking both your arms definitely shows you like what you do take for granted and all these little things in a day that you do that having full mobility of your hands and your arms um, and just your body in general and why that's so important and why you know we should feel grateful every day for our bodies for our health um, for being able to to do the amazing things that we do because I was vibing high all right so let's just get into story time uh here in Kelowna the summer was a little delayed you know we had rain most of May and June so I was working downtown at the Cactus Club remind me as I sip my tea mmm I was working downtown at the Cactus Club, um, you know, just kind of getting into the swing of things with summer, but I felt super in a lull, like for those of you who have followed me and gone back in my podcast and things and followed me on, on social media for a long time, you know that I was like living in Mexico for the winter, and I came back at the end of March, so, you know, came back, kind of got back on my feet, I had to buy a new vehicle, find a place to live, um, 
get all my stuff out of storage and and all these things so it was a long couple months before I finally felt settled here where I live in Canada the rental market is stupid insane so getting a place was very challenging it took a lot of time I eventually uh you know got one down we moved in my roommate and I moved in quite quickly and I got settled and then I was going to work but I was just feeling like I was really in a rut you know and I know a lot of people and a lot of the people I even talked to who I told that to they were like well you you seem like you have a shit together to me and I'm like I know it seems that way but like mentally and spiritually like I feel like in a rut mentally I was in a rut okay so I uh yeah I was kind of feeling that way which we are all totally validated to feel the way that we feel at any given time and I can say side note that one thing I've learned from being injured is that like people don't know how to validate another person's feeling feelings like immediately not everybody but a lot of people and maybe you've noticed this in your life like if you're feeling down and out or not very good or kind of low when you tell that to somebody when you when you tell that to somebody who cares about you or a friend or a family member or a spouse you're like oh I just I feel like this today their immediate uh, reaction is to try and just make you feel better by telling you something that's like positive right look on the bright side things could be worse um, everything's gonna get better time will heal all of those things right or look at what you do have to be grateful for which is like all fine and great I know I'm a positive person so I will you know I'm very optimistic I'll look on the bright side but sometimes we as humans especially those of us who seem like we're positive all the time <laughs> sometimes we can't be positive anymore you know what I mean like sometimes there are moments um or hours or entire days where we are just kind of on a lower vibration and when we're we're on we're with those lower vibration thoughts and that is totally okay so this side note is like when we are there to be supportive to somebody who we care about and who cares about us sometimes the best thing to do is literally just to listen to not even respond so or not try and make them feel better if someone is opening up to you and being vulnerable about maybe being in not such a happy place in that moment in that time you need to listen and sometimes all that they need is just having those feelings validated for them like yes I know on a day-to-day -day basis my accident could have been a lot worse I mean we'll get into that it definitely really could have been and so I am so grateful um, that it wasn't and I'm grateful for the support that I've had and a lot of things we'll dive more into that too but there's been moments through this healing where I have just felt low and you know when you explain that there's been just a couple people who understand how to like uh, just validate sometimes that we're not the most optimistic or that we are going to have low moments or, or low vibration feelings or thoughts and sometimes when we're in those moments all that person needs is just to be validated to be able to have those low vibrational thoughts um, and then they can sit with them and feel them and move forward and and I have said to you a lot through this last year and a bit, like what I've really learned to do through everything has been to sit with my emotions and not try and like drown them out or numb them out. It's actually to feel them. So for me, when I'm feeling really low vibe, I'm not like, oh no, what's wrong with me? I'm like, ah, okay, I'm feeling like low vibration right now. What are these thoughts that I'm feeling? What are these emotions? I'm going to feel through them and I'm going to move forward, right? 
So that's just kind of a side note because, yeah, things can always be worse in our lives. But it is a struggle to go through something that's traumatic in life um, or go through something that really just throws a wrench in everything that you had planned or go through something that was very unexpected or just anything that causes stress, anxiety, grief, or challenge for you. Like, you are totally validated in having and moving through the motions of emotion, which are going to be sometimes okay and high and positive, and sometimes they're going to be low. And and, uh, I think it's very important to feel like you can reach out and speak to people, but you want to make sure that that you're going to be validated in the way that you feel at all times. So don't ever be afraid to tell somebody too. Like, I don't need your advice right now. I just need someone to like listen and and be there for me because I'm not feeling, um, you know, my best right now or today or in this moment. So anyway, side note, I was feeling in a rut. Get on the phone with one of my best friends. Um, She's in Edson, Alberta, where I'm from. She's like, you know what? Just come, come to Alberta. It sounds like you need a break. Uh, Come to Alberta come hang out we'll go to the mountains we'll talk business we'll fill your cup you see your friends and family I mean I spent the winter in Mexico so I knew coming back that I really wanted to see my family right away but just with everything getting back on my feet and finding a vehicle and finding a place it wasn't something that I had prioritized and and then starting a job right it was hard for me to get enough time off to go so I ended up just heading out um packing my stuff packing my dogs heading out to Alberta and um it was great. I had such a great trip. I seen so many people I haven't seen in a long time. I met uh, two of my friends' new babies that I haven't met. I seen my family, all my most of my siblings. Spent time with my mom. Like just really got quality time with quality people that I've missed so much. And I didn't really realize how empty my cup was in that regard until I was there filling it up. And and it felt amazing going on adventures, just kind of like out of out of the same old scene that I've been in in, in Kelowna for you know for, since I got back at the end of March, right? So. So Alberta was amazing. My cup was filled. I golfed. I I did everything. You know, I was feeling high vibe and I was coming back to Kelowna with a full cup, super excited. Um, And on the way back, my girlfriend and I and her family and some other people, we decided to stop in Valmont and go do some downhill mountain biking. I have done downhill mountain biking once. I did a big white here in Kelowna mm, two summers ago. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, so I didn't know that it was really my sport. But we were going again. This is not. This was not the kind of hill where you take the lift up. This is a like a hill where you drive your own truck. You haul your own bikes up in your own truck. Like someone's always kind of doing that for you. Um, so it's also like you you can't rent everything. When I did downhill mountain the first mountain biking the first time, I had like full gear, full face helmet, chest guard. Um, everything right and this time just a little more you know chill and I went to rent a helmet and I really wanted a full face one all they really could give me was just like a little biking helmet so it was like whatever like okay I guess I won't gear up not smart 10 out of 10 don't recommend so I had on like leggings my runners a sports bra and then this little helmet all right and that's it second time downhill mountain biking 
So, I mean, there was kids with us. We were sticking to some easy runs, you know, and, and, and I was getting the hang of it. I was very intimidated on my first run and then kind of riding with, you know, uh, my girlfriend's six-year-old kid. I was getting the hang of it. And by our third run, I'm like, this is fun. Okay, I got, I got this. I got my headphones in. You know, I'm really getting loose. I'm feeling the bike. Now, I didn't have my own bike, and the bike I was using was definitely too big for me. It was like a size large, and the brakes were very touchy. Um, so I knew that, and I had rode two full runs with it down the mountain, so just kind of like feeling out the brakes, working on having my fingers on both brakes at all times, and blah, 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 leaning back, standing up. I was I was getting it down, and... Um, so yeah, we tried a new run on the third run. Everyone kind of went down ahead. It was me, and then it was me, and then my girlfriend behind me that I had went up and visited, and I don't know what happened. I went over this berm, just up and around, and seriously, I don't know what happened. Everything happened so quickly. I don't know if I leaned too much, and the weight distributed onto my front brake more, but I went over the handlebars so hard and this berm was very high like so I fell far down and obviously put my hands out to catch myself breaking my left wrist and then hitting my my right elbow on a rock um and also breaking my fall with that I don't I didn't really have any scrapes which is crazy or road rash my knee has a, like had a little bit of road rash on it as well as my so my left knee and my left shoulder had some road rash on it but other than that the only blood was because I had a calm had a compound fracture which is when the bone leaves the skin so in my right arm it kind of exited the skin at the back of my elbow and then also broke the elbow itself really bad you guys like really really bad and like all the surgeons were like this is a bad break and I was like great fuck my life <laughs> uh anyway so you know in that moment like I can be totally honest with you and vulnerable that like one of my biggest fears has always been to like break a bone being older like this. I broke my leg one time when I was younger. I was eight years old. I was skiing and broke my shin, but it wasn't like visibly broken. It was like painfully broken, but to get off or to like come to after falling off my bike and, and my girlfriend run up and be like, what happened? Like what's wrong? And be, and I looked down at my left wrist and it was clearly broken. It was in the shape of an S. I have a video of it. I honestly haven't even looked at it since. Um, it was clearly broken. And then by the way I could feel my right arm, it was clearly broken. I definitely thought both wrists were broken. I thought my right wrist was broken as well because it's still sore to this day. I probably definitely sprained it pretty bad, but it was the elbow and then the compound fracture in the arm. So then there was also blood, but like the bones went back in the arm. So you couldn't, see where the there it, there was blood and it was dripping quickly but you couldn't really see where it was coming from so my girlfriend was like you're bleeding I don't know where from I'm like it doesn't even matter like we got to get down the hill so I'm in shock she's a little in shock I'm worried she might pass out she's worried I'm gonna pass out she's trying to like get a hold of the people we were riding with blah 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 blah, blah. I just get her to get me up I'm in excruciating pain super freaked out feel like a fucking idiot I know like these things happen but I was literally like I'm an idiot Tanya I can't believe this happened what was I thinking um all of that 
and I start walking down the path to the next closest uh, parking lot where we're going to get picked up. So, well, first of all, these trails are windy. Like, they don't go straight down to the parking lot. You're, like, looping around and around and around. So I am, like, bleeding in so much pain, in shock, trying to breathe. But I'll never forget because the one thing that I was focused on was the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes were so fucking huge and they were just going to town on my body, sucking my blood. And I felt so helpless because both my arms were broken and I couldn't slap them off. So looking at a mosquito sucking your blood and wanting to get it off with your hand, one of your hands so badly, but not being able to because they are clearly broken and you're in so much pain that was the most frustrating thing for me in those moments so I'd be like Tanya get that mosquito like ugh, get that mosquito and she's like just doing her best to wipe mosquitoes off me because yeah that's where my head was at anyways fast forward we get down to the truck we get in the truck I mean Tanya's son is sitting there poor kid like he's my little buddy we spent like two weeks together in Alberta he's like asking me questions if I'm okay I'm just like and he's got to breathe and he just has to breathe and I'm just trying so hard to like not pass out make it to the hospital whatever so fast forward we get to the hospital luckily Valmont is a small town uh, we get to the hospital me and Tanya go in I can clearly see how much I'm bleeding once I'm standing in the hospital and it's like a lot I'm just like get me on an IV like get me some painkillers like blah 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 so they, they were very attentive and very great. They get me in. They got me on some painkillers. They took the x-rays. Um, so they told me that were really bad breaks, obviously, really, really bad, um, and that I would need surgery on both um, and that I was supposed to go to Prince George for surgery, whereas, we, you know, we talked to them and asked if I could go to Kelowna. It was a three-more-hour drive, and obviously surgery wasn't going to be happening that night, so... They said, yeah, they put me on a sedative. They tried to correct my left wrist into place. So once they put me on the sedative and I kind of came to, I was pretty loopy. Um, I wasn't fully under, right, a sedative or whatever. You're, you're, you're there and you're talking, but, like, you black out. You don't know anything. You don't feel anything either, which is wild. Uh, the funny thing, too, is as they're doing this to me, Tanya goes to call her husband, and he ends up coming to the hospital as well with, like, a really badly dislocated shoulder so then she's there with me and then also her husband now who also had to go on a sedation to get his shoulder like pushed back into place so it's just a shit show from the start um you know and thinking back my intuition was speaking pretty loudly to me that maybe it wasn't the best thing I was gonna skip downhill mountain biking as a whole and drive back to Kelowna that morning which I decided against I felt a little uncomfortable about not having full gear at one point I I was gonna say something about having a smaller bike like there was all these things I didn't listen to within myself and I ended up being broken that being said I am a, a big firm believer in you know there is a purpose for everything everything happens for a reason I haven't totally figured this one out for myself yet, but I will get there. Um, maybe it was to slow down. I don't fucking know, but all I know is I had a lot of plans to come back to Kelowna, back on that high vibe uh, that I needed my hands and my arms for, so those were all canceled. So anyways, moving on. At the hospital, we get out of there. 
They have me wrapped up. They give me some T3s. At this point, I can't do anything. I never could. I can't touch. I can't pick up my phone. I can't feed myself. I can't go to the washroom on my own. I literally can't do anything. So Tanya, being the saint that she is, ride or die. I'll tell you what. We'll talk about this in a bit. But being injured is one way for you to find out who really has your back, what friends are like your best friends, your fucking ride or dies, the ones who will do anything for you. So Tanya, if you're listening to this, honey, you're you're one of mine. Thank you for everything. Um, she did everything. She held my chicken nuggets for me while I ate. She texted on my phone. She FaceTimed people for me. Um, she took me to the washroom. She like did everything for me. I'm so, so grateful for to her. So yeah, we went to bed. Woke up that next morning fairly early. Obviously, I couldn't sleep. T3s only do so much. She got everything packed up, and she drove me in my car home to Kelowna, even though she lives in Etzin, and that was her original plan. And then her husband and her son followed us in her truck. Yes, her husband with the previously dislocated shoulder. So we're all a hurting bunch of us going to Kelowna. Um, we do the drive six hours. I had two broken arms kind of just like slinged up and bandaged up with like a brace uh in both and we drive to Kelowna and pop in a t3 probably every two hours um one funny thing that happened too is like we stopped at this gas station to go pee and I read this book called the daily stoic and I usually like share the insert from every day on my story and we're in this bathroom waiting to go pee and this lady's like oh like I just noticed like you're all bandaged up like you broke your arms or arm I'm like yeah both of them she's like oh my god like are you okay I'm like mm, you know I've been better they're both broken I'm just on my way to get surgery now in Kelowna and she's just like wow she's like you are stoic my dear <laughs> and I was just like oh, no one's ever called me stoic before but I'll take it it's weird because I read that book and maybe that is helping me become more stoic which means like you don't like publicly show and announce how upset or how you're feeling you know like you just kind of like move through things calmly which I was quite calm considering um so anyways we leave there uh we get to Kelowna so my knowledge was that as soon as we got to Kelowna they they would be like putting me on a fucking stretcher get me on an IV getting me into surgery right away because you're thinking like 24 hours with like six broken bones um is a lot it's a lot to go on a six hour drive and like very traumatizing your body's like trying to like you know deal with it but the problem with that is you're not even healing at that point because everything's still broken so I just so badly wanted to get into surgery and get on the on the other side and like get healing right um so of course we get to the hospital in Kelowna and they know they know nothing about me they haven't heard they don't have my x-rays they know nothing so I had to go through the entire process um including this doctor like he could see blood where the compound fracture was which yeah there was blood on the bandages but they had stitched up the hole for me in Valmont at the hospital which they would have known if they would have communicated this across but they didn't so he sits me down and he cuts off my bandages and the little brace thing that was kind of keeping my left elbow or my right arm which had the broken elbow and the compound fracture just kind of in place and situated like it felt okay with the bandages there but he cuts it off and then he just he's like okay yeah we're good you have a stitch in it I'm like yeah as I told you and then he just kind of like leaves me there hanging with my arm in excruciating pain hanging there 
with no other plan. Like, then they just want me to wait until I can get in for x-rays, which they don't know if that could take 30 minutes or three hours. And I'm like, so at this point, I'm like, I'm mad, and I'm upset, and I'm in pain, and I'm out of painkillers, and I'm like, no, this isn't fine. So, so I put up a bit of a, you know, I get up, I'm like, I was crying. I could not stop crying at this point. I was just so frustrated, so overwhelmed, in so much pain. I just had thought when we got to Kelowna, I would go right into surgery, and I would feel this relief, and I just was just like, no, what the fuck is going on? How do they not know? Um... Anyways, they made me wait for x-rays. They gave me a couple, like, oral painkillers. I get into x-rays. I'm crying the whole time. Because, like I, like I said, at this point, my pain is, like, unbearable. Like, I'm just, like, okay, I'm over having two broken arms and just kind of being, like, thrown around. Get the x-rays done. And as soon as they see the x-rays, they're like, oh, shit. Like, okay, yeah, get this girl on a stretcher. Get her hooked up to an IV. So, I'm like, yeah, this is what, like, this is what I was trying to tell you. Um, so they get me on a stretcher, they get me on an IV, um, which they couldn't really put the IVs in my arms because both my arms are broken. So they're trying to like, this one guy's trying to put this IV in through my leg. My veins are very small. He's just poking around in there, like with five different needles and they ended up just putting it in my arm anyway. So, you know, that was frustrating, but, um, then they wanted to reset my wrist again. And the same one they had done in Belmont. So they gave me ketamine. And I went on this crazy ketamine adventure uh, for like, I don't know. It felt like forever. But I came to and I was like, Tanya, like, because Tanya was still there with me. I'm like, how long was I out? She's like, oh, just like 15 minutes. I was like, what? I went on this huge adventure. Um, and then after the ketamine, you know, and then you're in the hospital and you're getting pain meds all the time. So you're kind of on like this weird high the entire time so you don't really get low low or I didn't anyways get low low until I was like out of the hospital dealing with real life shit but in the hospital I was just like whatever so they reset my wrist they let me know I'm gonna have to spend the night in the hospital they're gonna get me booked for surgery but they don't know when it could be it could be the following day but Sundays are busy so there might be the Monday and I was like okay whatever like as long as like things are moving in a forward direction I'm happy um, so yeah, they took me, they did like a CAT scan and everything like that, um, reset my wrist and then put me on the list for surgery and wheeled me up to my room and, you know, um, I was just exhausted by this point. So, so yeah, I didn't know when surgery would be. I got woke up the next morning quite early, uh, by the nurses to go for surgery. And at this point, like I still, I still can't go to the washroom by myself. So I do need that nurse to like help and stuff. Um, I, and honestly, I couldn't even push the button to call the nurses because I didn't have enough strength in my fingers to like do so. So I'd have to like weakly hold the button and then like push it against my forehead or push it against like the arm of the bed or whatever. Like I was making it work. It's crazy looking back because, yeah, like while I was in the hospital, I was like, yeah, kind of on this like uppity high. And it's because, yeah, they're literally pumping you with painkillers and meds and whatever. Um, so they wake me up the next morning early to go for surgery. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I like quickly text people. Texting at this point is also very hard for me, even holding my phone in general. Um, so, you know, I let everybody know like, oh, they just woke me up. I'm literally going into surgery. And... Uh, I thought it would be like a couple hour surgery. It ended up being an eight hour surgery, um, which I was scared. 
Like, I don't know how many of you have been in the hospital alone and or had to go into surgery alone, but it's definitely scary. I had visitors while I was in the hospital visiting me and lots of texts and calls, but like getting on that bed, being woken up out of my sleep and then getting put on a stretcher and t- getting told I'm going for surgery and all these people are like, okay, we're pulling out your nose rings. We're taking like, um, we're taking your blood pressure and, and there's just all these arms and then then they're wheeling me in for surgery and then I'm talking to the surgeon and my surgeon was very like serious he wasn't he was like he was like this is a really bad surgery and I was like yeah I'm like I'm so like nervous about this and he's like yeah and then he basically walks away and I'm like uh okay so then I was like pretty nervous all the nurses and things were definitely like comforting me but then they wheel you into this bright surgery room I'm laying there there's literally like six nurses and like some of them are dressing me in a different robe other ones are like putting the IV on me the other ones are like you know they're just doing all this shit like I just so many hands everywhere the lights are bright you know I'm sitting there like oh my god obviously I'm crying like tears are kind of running down my face and the nurse is like don't worry we're, we're gonna take good care of you and I was just so scared I was like just get me on this gas and put me to sleep because I just want to wake up and have this be over um which happened they put me on gas I came to like eight hours later but coming out of surgery I felt super groggy and grumpy and like mad because probably because a lot of my painkillers and stuff had worn off at this point and you know I just came out of an eight-hour surgery and my body was under a ton of trauma they plated my left wrist and they put like a lot of pins and stuff in my elbow and then they had to fill in some they tried to like piece the elbow back together and then fill in any holes with uh, synthetic bone so yeah surgery was done I felt super like weird but also relieved and uh, got back onto my bed and you know and started the recovery process from there I knew that it was like healing time um obviously they had me on a catheter and stuff for the whole surgery so for my second night in the hospital I just told them to leave it in because I couldn't fucking go pee on my own anyways and I just spent that night yeah just in the hospital and um I had friends come and visit me and, and bring me things my sister and a lot of support and a lot of calls and texts that kept me you know keeping my spirits high and um yeah and then got to leave the following day and went and spent um almost a week out at my sister's in-laws place they have a big place out in lake country so that was really nice because I literally I couldn't do anything I couldn't open my pill bottles I couldn't go pee like all the things right I couldn't dress myself um so going out there was perfect my niece and my nephew were there I couldn't really play with them but I got to see them and my big sister was you know making me meals and bringing them to me in bed and opening my pill containers and helping me out and um so that was you know it was nice to go spend some time out there until I felt kind of better to try and do life on my own at my house um because I did I slept a lot I slept for quite a few days initially there and um hell I even slept the last three days here so this has been definitely coming in waves I mean it's hard for me to slow down and maybe that that that's what this is all for like for me to slow down and not do things all the time it just kills me whether it's like cleaning the house or prepping food or going to the gym or going for a bike ride or walking my dogs or doing shit on my computer like I my schedule is I was always pressing myself to get so much done and I haven't been able to through this so um so yeah maybe that's what that's all for I don't really know yet but 
Um, but you know, it was, uh, it was a pretty wild ride. So, so that's the story of how it all happened. Definitely traumatic in a lot of ways. I don't know if I'll ever downhill mountain bike again. I, I wouldn't say never, but I will be very cautious and very geared up and definitely on the right side of the bike if I do, because you know, I, I'm going to, I'm an athletic person. I like to get outside. I love to golf. Snowboarding for me is huge. And now I feel like annoyed that I went and tried downhill mountain biking and I broke both my arms. And now getting back to those things that I love is going to take a lot of time and effort and physio. And that overwhelms me. It's not something I've been focusing a ton on, but it's definitely always in my face because right now, even doing the smallest thing, like doing my makeup or having a shower, washing my hair, getting dressed they take up so much more time and energy than they ever have before. And that's frustrating to me because it's a constant reminder of how much time and effort it's going to take to get to back to where life feels normal again. Um, again, not focusing too much on that. So it's been a wild ride and I have, I've kept a, kept quite a positive attitude through most of it and, you know, and just kind of been in it and feeling my emotions and, really appreciating those people who are there for me and showing up for me um and making the best of something that is always in your face as a challenge um you know how long it takes me to do anything now is crazy to do my laundry you know like I said I slept for the last three days I slept hard and then today I got up I I did my laundry and um, and I cleaned up and I just did my best to do what I could do and, and it does feel good to be productive and stuff but it is also very easy to just fall into just sleeping all day every day it's like fuck it I gotta heal my body needs rest I'll sleep like whatever but it but it is important to like get up and move and even go outside a little bit so I do kind of have to find that balance there and I have gone out, you know, I went golfing with some friends one night and I just rode on the golf cart and then I, you know, I did go boating a little bit, uh, but definitely when I overexert myself like that, you have a couple drinks, it feels totally fine, but like the recovery time has been so much more intense. So, so yeah, that's kind of what I felt this week because I went out for like the long weekend a little bit and yeah, I mean, and that's pretty much it. That's the story. There's been a lot of laughs and a lot of tears, um, and it's been quite scary through a lot of it but ultimately I'll come out on the other side of this stronger I know I will because I'm moving through my emotions and my feelings through it because it's really shown me who is there for me and who shows up for me the most because it's shown me like what I take for granted on a day-to-day basis and what we all probably do in terms of our health like should always be grateful for your health um and um you know having to move through something that um having to move through something that really just changes your entire life and like makes you really slow down and makes you cancel everything that you had planned to do it's like it's very uh challenging mentally to like move through it and 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 stay positive obviously um but I am doing my best. So I know that, like, I know this will be 
all for a bigger purpose at some point in time and maybe even helping you out there listening through this if you can relate to the story or if you're going through something where you're feeling some of these feelings you know just try and focus on what is positive and where those laughs stand you know what I mean like even me being broken two massive arms one of the funny, funniest things I did like I couldn't shave my legs or shave anything for that matter I couldn't even shower myself I mean I had two showers in two weeks my big sister showered me and it was like the most vulnerable I've ever felt as a grown-ass woman but I mean she was such a good sport about it and she made it totally okay but man you know you're a grown-up having another grown-up shower you and you're like I feel so vulnerable but I have no arms like I have no choice and there's a lot of people who have to go through things like that that we should have you know empathy empathy towards and and think about you know and uh and like yeah anyways and like and then anyway so I couldn't shave I couldn't do any of that so I booked a bikini a Brazilian wax something I never do but I was like okay I'm not gonna be able to like shave uh my bikini line at all or anything for weeks all right so I still wanted to like be able to like get in a bikini bottoms and not be an absolute mess down there and feel like I could like get outside and enjoy the sun without like everybody seeing like a fucking mess right so I book in on my girlfriend's recommendation for sugaring on my full Brazilian I'm like let's go do this she's like it doesn't even hurt I swear so I book in two fully casted arms at this point and it was so painful this sugaring so you can imagine me basically naked minus my shirt naked on the bottom half lying on the table getting waxed in excruciating pain with two fucking huge casted arms but I did it and I made it through and I'm stoked that I did it um so we're just gonna keep up on that from there maybe TMI I don't really care um and anyways I guess an update from there so I had 10 days in full cast after my surgery um like I could bend my left arm at the elbow but yeah my right arm was basically fully casted and a sling um and then on the 10th day I went in to get my cast changed and they told me that I didn't need any cast anymore which is like crazy to me so they took off my cast and my bandages I had 24 staples along my if you've seen my Instagram stories but along my um my right elbow and all the way down so that's a huge scar and then I have a quite a scar down my left wrist so so yeah but they left me out of my cast so they gave me a removable brace and a removable sling so I could shower myself and stuff even though it's a complete struggle to do that um wash my hair and stuff I've still been like learning how to do it and slowly doing it and I can change myself which is exciting and just have a little bit more freedom um so that was definitely a positive in a negative situation but overall like how am I doing and what am I finding the most like the biggest the most challenging with all this is yeah like I said like looking back on memories and pictures of just before it happened and remembering how stoked I was and how high vibe I felt to get back to Kelowna and like get crushing on all these different things I had planned I had a contract I was supposed to sign for a job I had golfing plans I had I had all this stuff fun and not being able to do that and basically going from like being so excited to be home in Kelowna to enjoy my life to like being having to be on bed rest and that's really been a struggle for me wanting to do things like even recording this podcast and typing out the podcast notes I can barely type because I can't turn my right hand that way and so it is a constant reminder of how long is it going to take for me to kind of feel half-ass normal again and like 
I know I'll get I know I'll get through it but there is definitely moments um multiple moments or hours where um oh fuck (laughs) I didn't plan on getting emotional but sometimes sometimes when we talk about things we get emotional because it's like a release and it's like you're breaking through something you've been bottling up so we're just gonna leave this on the podcast and leave it it's definitely been it's definitely been challenging because it's just it's just like I almost have this like resentment towards what happened and like how it happened and even towards myself for not making smarter choices and so I know you can't change it you can't go back and like whatever everything happens for a reason and at some point all of this will just be a story and a laugh or whatever but in the moment when you're in the moment of it and you feel that resentment and it can be hard and some days some days I'm just barely keeping my mental health above water um you know a lot has been taken away from me that I really value in life uh being going being able to go to the gym cooking my own food being able to walk my dogs to the frisbee just being able to drive my car I haven't been able to drive um all of those things are things that I know moving forward I will never take for granted like I did in the past again and then also the fear of like never being back to 100% uh the fear of like you know feeling scared when I'm snowboarding because knowing that I have like uh the like the metal and stuff in my arms and knowing that these things have already been broken like it's you know that's kind of a fear of mine but um just knowing that for the rest of my life I'll remember that this happened to me and it'll be reminded whether I'm going through the airport and I'm triggering like security because of the metal in my arms or I'm snowboarding and like the the stuff in my arms will get cold and it'll feel sensations or falling down snowboarding and being worried about breaking my wrist again or whatever it may be uh, not having full movement back of my elbow um you know I know that all those things are going to be constantly there but I also know there's a huge amount of people who get injured and who have to get surgery and nobody really asks for it nobody really plans for it it's just it's like you know none of us in life get through like scot-free we all we all will have to face trauma or challenges in one way or another uh, whether it be emotional or physical or whatever we all will have to face it in our life and we all have to try and like get through it as strong as we can and find the lessons and find the growth um, and find how we can come out stronger on the other side but I just want to remind you that doesn't mean that you bottle up your emotions about it and you just try and like play it off that you're all fucking hunky-dory every day there's gonna be ups and downs no matter what and yes I, I get very grateful about how quickly it seems like I'm healing I was very grateful when my casts were off I'm very grateful for a lot of things that have happened through this but I also have moments and stuff where I'm super down where I cry or I want to like write in my journal like I always used to do and I'm not able to because I can't fucking write you know those things are constant reminders of like okay this happened and now I have to deal with it and I have to get through it and it's okay I don't need sympathy but I just wanted to share it from like a realist perspective that that that's just part of it it's part of the process is that you're gonna have those up and down moments and I hope that when you are vulnerable with people and you try and share it that that you're validated in feeling that way but you also have the right type of support that won't let you sit in it forever but they'll validate you in it when you're in it and then 
you know, you just keep moving forward from there. <sighs> so that's the story. This podcast is definitely over my 30 minute mark. So I'm going to cut her short at that. I'm going to keep them coming to you. Um, I'm glad I could finally get you filled in on the story. You know, I'm going to keep healing. Some days are better than others. Some days I sleep a lot. I'm just trying to like be here with it in the moment. I know my body needs rest to heal. So, um, you know, I take a lot of my vitamins, things that are good for my bones, trying to drink a lot of water, uh, trying to sleep as much as I can and try not to overexert myself, which I have done a few times and I just pay the price for it. But ultimately I will be fine. I am okay. It could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, just make sure that you do, you, you do listen to your gut, listen to your instinct, protect yourself because our health, physical, mental, all of that is so important. And as soon as we don't have our health, that's when we start to realize how much we take it for granted, right? So I love you so much. Thank you so much for showing up. Um, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Allie May Ward, A-L-I-M-A-Y-W-A-R-D. My podcast is linked in the bio there, so you can go follow that too. More podcasts coming your way. I I 100% appreciate and love you all so much for, you know, you know who you are, the people who have followed me for so long, support me, listen to my podcast, share, follow me on Instagram. Oh, and to each and every one of you who has sent me a message on Instagram, um, supporting me, just giving me well wishes or supported in any other way, either by helping me, bringing food, sending, you know, money, whatever. I appreciate you so much and I do feel very blessed to have built this community of people who, you know, some of you haven't even met me in person. Um, and, you know, you just genuinely care for me, which I am so grateful for. So I'm going to get through this. I'm on the home stretch, so we're moving into the third week. I'm still in quite a bit of pain uh, overall, but, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, always moving forward every single day. I'm, I'm healing, baby. I'm healing in more ways than one. So I'll check you guys on the next podcast episode. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the show notes for any links and discount codes for the sponsors of this podcast and any information that you may need. Check you on the next episode. Bye-bye.